Hello, and thank you for tuning in. Today I'm going to talk about President Trump's 12-day tour throughout Asia and the significance of each nation he intends to visit. Now, what I understand, this is expected to be a 12-day trip, and the visits by the president include five different countries or nations, which are Japan, South Korea, China, Vietnam, and the Philippines. Although the consensus throughout the media is that he will focus on North Korea, he'll also engage in some other important issues at each location. I'm going to go over each location and what I expect based on my research for him to talk about and discuss. I'll start with Japan. President Trump is expected to discuss maximizing the pressure on North Korea, of course, with Japan, as well as some important trade and economic relationships. Now, earlier this year, in April, Vice President Mike Pence met with Deputy Prime Minister Taro Aso from Japan to discuss U.S.-Japan economic dialogue. Now, they were structured around three policies that they discussed. One was called Common Strategy on Trade and Investment Rules and Issues. The next was Cooperation in Economic and Structural Policies. And then they also discussed Sectoral Cooperation. Now, what does all this mean? Well, Common Strategy and Trade and investment rules and issues. It's basically a bilateral framework for setting high trade and investment standards. It's planned that they'll discuss perspectives on trade and investment initiatives of the United States and Japan in the regional and global trading environment, and they'll be addressing third country or third party concerns. Next, as I mentioned, they'll be talking about cooperation in economic and structural policies. Now, this will probably focus on the use of G7's three-pronged approach, which will be mutually reinforcing fiscal, monetary, and structural policies. Also on the cooperation of global economic and financial developments and challenges, and cooperation on regional macroeconomic and financial issues. And they're also going to discuss sectoral cooperation, which is basically improved commercial relations, which will promote mutual economic benefits and job creation in both countries, the U.S. and Japan. Needless to say, our relationship with Japan is much more involved than just strategic military locations and imposing pressures upon harmful and rogue regional regimes. Without going into too much depth, let me summarize some of the key facts about our trade relationship with Japan. In 2016, we had a total goods and services trade estimated at $270 billion with Japan. Exports were about $107 billion, imports about $162 billion U.S. dollars. And that actually left a trade deficit with Japan in 2016 of almost $55 billion. And just as a note, Japan is currently our fourth largest goods trading partner with about $196 billion total. And that's uh, a two-way street of goods trading. Uh, And that's based on information from 2016. You can find all the specific details at the Office of the United States Trade Representative. I've provided a link on my blog at realintelreport.com if you want more details on that. Now that's it for Japan for now. Now the next stop is going to be in South Korea. And obviously he's mainly going to focus on the North Korean problem there. It is reported, however, that he won't be visiting the demilitarized zone or the DMZ, as was previously reported. In addition to the North Korean issue, he'll most likely discuss what's called the Terminal High Altitude Area Defense, or the THAAD, which was not well received by some of the general population in South Korea, and it was even much less welcomed by China, who initially viewed it as a direct military threat or security threat to their mainland, as well as an advanced intelligence gathering network. 
briefly the THAAD system is designed to intercept and destroy ballistic missiles during their terminal phase using what's called a hit-to-kill methodology. It's similar to the more popular Patriot missile system, but the THAAD system lacks the explosive warhead functionality. It's important to note that although not favorably received initially by China, North Korea's persistence with its nuclear ambitions have loosened some of those tensions. China's even deployed their own anti-ballistic missile system in a region between Pyongyang and Beijing as an apparent precaution against North Korean missile strikes as well. Trade is also going to be something on the table, discussed very heavily with the president's visit to South Korea. As he's indicated his intentions initially to withdraw from the Korean-U.S. Free Trade Agreement, or the chorus, unless it's renegotiated. Now Seoul has tentatively agreed to this. Some of the key points about Korean trade, just so you have some background. U.S. goods and services trade with Korea totaled an estimated $144 billion U.S. dollars in 2016, with exports being about $64 billion and imports totaling over $80 billion U.S. dollars. That left a U.S. trade deficit with Korea of $17 billion in 2016. And also to note, Korea is currently our sixth largest goods trading partner with $112 billion U.S. dollars in total, and that's estimated based on information from 2016. And again, I provided a link on my blog, which has more detailed information about our trade relationships with South Korea if you're interested in some of the more detailed information available. Next, along the president's stop in his tour, is a very important stop in China. As with other countries in the region, the president is expected to discuss North Korea. He is also expected to discuss the importance of trade and economics in the region with China since they're a major player. It's no secret that China is the most important economic partner with North Korea, so that issue is definitely going to come up. Now, they've continued pressure from the United Nations on China, and the United States has done so as well, and China seems to be turning their words into action by penalizing banks that do business with North Korea and stopping or claiming to stop some of their imports, such as oil and food, into the rogue nation. China's definitely stepped up pressure on North Korea since the recent reports about the tunnel collapsing at their nuclear test site, which resulted in more than 200 people dying. At least that's reported. It also resulted in increased radiation levels, which were detected in South Korea and Japan following the latest underground tests that they performed. China is an important trade partner with the United States. Here are some of the key facts, just so you have some background information. In 2016, both goods and services trade with China totaled more than 648 billion U.S. dollars. Exports were about 170 billion, with imports being almost 480 billion. That actually left an astonishing goods and trade deficit with China of approximately 310 billion U.S. dollars. I expect that's going to be a point the president definitely addresses. And China is also currently our largest goods trading partner with almost 600 billion U.S. dollars in total goods, which were traded in 2016. Again, the details from the United States Trade Representative's Office can be found on my blog if you're interested in the details. Now, this next stop on the president's tour is expected to be in Vietnam. I would expect during this visit that he would probably concentrate on the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation, or APEC, which is a regional economic forum established in 1989 to leverage the growing interdependence of Asia Pacific region. APEC has 21 member nations or countries or economies 
Its focus is to create greater prosperity for the people of the region by promoting balanced, inclusive, sustainable, innovative, and secure growth by accelerating regional economic integration. And that comes directly off the APEC.org website. Now, here are some of the basics with U.S.-Vietnamese trade or U.S. trade with Vietnam. Over the past decade, the United States exports to Vietnam have increased significantly to almost $10 billion in 2016. That's up by about 40% from 2015 and up by an astonishing 800% over the past decade. Now, Vietnam is the 10th largest agricultural export market, and they export a total of 2.7 billion U.S. dollars, or at least that's the information from 2016. And our trade deficit is a very reasonable $32 billion as of 2016, which is the sixth or our sixth largest trade deficit. And something to note, Vietnam is our 16th largest trading partner with about 50 billion U.S. dollars two-way trade, goods trade, while we're actually Vietnam's largest trading partner just behind China. Now, the last expected stop by the president on his Asian tour is the Philippines. And I expect he's probably going to start by discussing Association of Southeast Asian Nations, or ASEAN. It consists of 10 members, Brunei, Cambodia, Indonesia, Laos, Malaysia, Myanmar, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. In addition to this discussion on trade and economics in the region, I would expect President Trump to probably visit with the president of the Philippines because recently he's been accused of human rights abuses and violations, and the White House has been quite vocal about its concern in this regard. And I'm sure that he'll discuss our military presence there, including upgrades and expansions of our military facilities and our presence in that region. As far as trade and economics is concerned, trade relationship between the United States and the Philippines is a very long history, more than a hundred years. Over the past decade, our trade between the United States and Philippines has grown more than 25%, with our exports trade increasing to about 8 billion U.S. dollars in 2016. Now that's on U.S. goods exports. The U.S. services exports to the Philippines have increased more than 60 percent for almost a total of 3 billion U.S. dollars. And just as a side note, the Philippines in 2016 was our 31st largest goods export market. Again, all the details on trade and export and import All those details can be found on my blog at realintelreport.com. I've provided links for all the details if you're interested. All of these have been my thoughts based on my research on how the president's visit to those Asian nations is going to pan out and probably the most important topics of discussion from my point of view anyway. According to National Security Advisor, the president's trip will focus on three goals. Strengthening international resolve to denuclearize North Korea. Second, to promote a free and open Indo-Pacific region. Third, to advance American prosperity through fair and reciprocal trade and economic practices. Well, that's the President's Asian tour in a nutshell, at least as I understand it. Thank you for tuning in, and please let me know your thoughts by providing me comments, feedback, and suggestions. You can find me on both Podbean and Blog Talk Radio. You can connect with me on both Facebook and Twitter. And again, please check out my blog at realintelreport.com. Thank you for stopping by.